What's up, nerds? It's Chris. I'm back with a new episode of Hot Topic presented by the Sarlacc Digest. Let's get at it. All right. So like I said, guys, it's been a minute, but I'm glad to be back. Kind of just had to find my way and what I want to do in this new PG-13 era where we're living in on Sarlacc. Um, but if I drop a F-bomb here or there, I, uh, well, screw it. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. All right. So, but uh, here's what I have to say today. What we're going to talk about, we kind of talk about it on the Sarlacc Digest podcast, is uh, all the Disney Plus shows that we have going right now and how they're going to connect. As you've heard, if you listen, we all have that heir to the empire theory going that I've had since, I don't know, the second Thrawn's name popped up, the second they started doing all these shows and saying he's leading to something. There was no doubt in my mind or, or the group's mind that we're all leading up to heir to the empire, the Disney plus uh, equivalent of heir to the empire anyway. But what I want to do right now is to show all the shows right now going on and that have happened that are in the, in the works or some of them that are in the works and see how they connect and see how they're going to actually lead into that. Um, with some of the, the, the folks that have been introduced, some of the ideas that have been introduced and shown, and, and how they're all going to intermingle and make what we hope is one of the coolest things we've seen in Star Wars. So check this out. So we're doing a presentation today and walking through this. So let's jump right in, okay? Um, Series-wise, what we have is Kenobi. We just wrapped up with Kenobi. Okay, time frame wise, we know Kenobi lands right smack in the middle of uh, Order 66 and the Battle of Yavin. So we're nine to 10 years right there. Okay, um, not a lot uh, connected at right at that moment in time, but a lot will connect in future and past to Kenobi. Uh, Andor. Andor is a cool one because it's going to span five years in two seasons. Okay, so Andor is going to start five years before the Battle of Yavin and end right at uh, Rogue One. So that's going to be a, a, a cool connection and probably some easy connections to make to a lot of other stuff, I would say. Um, the next connection we're going to see is Rebels. Rebels, we know, takes place, what, like seven years before Battle of Yavin starting, kind of in that realm, um, up until damn near uh, Rogue One. Um, by the time we see the end of it, they're into uh, Return of the Jedi, and we see uh, post-Return of the Jedi, and we know that Hera and, uh, I mean, uh, Ahsoka and Sabine are together um, at that point, post-Return of the Jedi. So in the next series we have is Rogue One's already obviously been done. Obviously, easy connection to Andor. Okay, speaking that Andor was in Rogue One, and we know it's going to end there. The next one we're going to talk about is The Mandalorian. And we're not talking about just The Mandalorian himself, but kind of the ideas in The Mandalorian, the things that we've seen so far, the things that we think we will see. Um, but this is mainly dealing with one and two right now, maybe a little bit of three and four. Uh, next, obviously, we have uh, in production right now, getting ready to go early next year, is Ahsoka. Ahsoka is going to be, I think, right in that same time frame as Mandalorian. Mandalorian is seven years post Battle of Yavin. Um, Ahsoka should be taking place right smack in the middle of that, the way we're seeing it. But I also think we're going to see things, because with Ahsoka, we all know and love Ahsoka, right? But we've had years with Ahsoka in animation and uh, um, in our lives. The general public hasn't. So I think when we have Ahsoka here, you kind of have to go through at least some flashbacks or storytelling to give her background, her history, just for the general audience to understand why Ahsoka is important and what's going on. All right. Um, the other one we don't talk about as much, but we have mentioned before is Bad Batch. Bad Batch doesn't get the most attention out of all these, obviously. Um, not everybody pays attention to all of the animation. I know Rebels is animated, but Rebels is a different league. Um, but Bad Batch 
um, had small bits of important information that we're going to go through in a moment. All right. Now that we've got this laid out, these are the ones we're really going to connect on and watch this thing grow into an heir to the empire. But um, we're going to go bit by bit and see how ideas and people were introduced um, or brought back to us and how they're going to connect to each other. So the important ones, first off in Kenobi, we're going to look at the path. The path was introduced here, the underground railroad for four sensitives. That's insane. There's no way that was introduced here and they're just going to drop that and not play that out through uh, Disney plus into this main story. That's not a one and done thing with the path. Okay. Uh, Reva, the third sister. Now she's important because the, the, and, and going to be more involved because the initial idea was to take her out and kill her in Kenobi and they rewrote the ending and let her live. So we're not done with, with Reva yet. Quinlan Voss. There's no way Quinlan Voss was just a name drop. He's way too important to most of us to be just a quick name drop and done. They've done that in the prequels already. Remember when they said Master Voss and in, in, in episode three, we can't just one and done these guys and, and, and be over it. They, they have to be part of the story and we're going to have to see Quinlan probably in live action. Could we see him in Bad Batch? Yes. And I'll get into that in a minute, but I'm hoping it's live action more. Now, these two weren't introduced to us at all, but Bail Organa and Leia Young Leia, I guess, was introduced, but these folks are going to be super important in obviously the the uh, the building of the re uh, the rebellion. So that's that's a that's a gimme here that they're going to be involved in more than just this. Um, in Andor, we're going to see Mon Mothma. Okay, Mon Mothma obviously was introduced originally in Return of the Jedi. We've seen her in the in, in uh, well, I guess you've seen her in deleted scenes in the prequels, and we've seen her all over canon. All right, but Mon Mothma is going to be an important part obviously in Andor and in Building the Rebellion. Um, also, Saw Gerrera and the Partisans, I think, are going to be hugely important to this whole story. Um, we've seen, we met Saw, actually, we met Saw in, in Clone Wars. We've seen Saw in Rebels. We saw Saw in Rogue One, and we're about to see Saw, see Saw in uh, Andor, again, with his Partisans. All right, that's going to be a super important connection in a second. From Rebels, the main the main players we're going to look at, I'm leaving Ezra out of this, but the main players we're going to deal with, I think, are Hera and Sabine Wren. Um, they're going to play a major part here. We know we ended Rebels with the two of them, and I think that's where we're going to jump off when we, we meet them again. Um, in The Mandalorian now, again, not worried about which seasons right now, just The Mandalorian as a whole book. Okay, they're all chapters. They all keep going in order. The Mandalorian in general. We've been introduced back with Moff Gideon. And we've got about to deal with Thrawn. We've got the name drop there, and we know that's going somewhere, obviously. Also on the side here, um, again, I, I might have mentioned I'm counting Book of Boba Fett as part of the Mandalorian book. Um, but Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, who we'll get into in a minute, I think will play at least small parts in this. Um, back to Bad Batch, we were introduced to Mount Tannis in, in canon. For those of you that don't know, Mount Tannis is the mountain used in the Heir to the Empire trilogy where it was one of the emperor's old uh, hidden cloning facilities. And this is where Master Sabiath was and where a lot of the uh, action took place uh, in Air of the Empire when it came down to battles, clones, and, and what have you. And also Omega. And Omega from Bad Batch, if you don't watch the Bad Batch, Omega is basically the clone sister of Boba Fett and really all of the other clones. But she's unaltered as well, just a bit younger than Boba. Boba is the Alpha, Omega is the Omega. And then uh, back here, back on the Mandalorian side in the Mandoverse, we're going to deal with Dr. Pershing, the cloning facility we saw in Chapter 12 of the Siege, and then Mace Windu, who I've talked about on Starlight Digest at nauseum, but you're going to deal with him now for a minute. And then, of course, Grogu and Luke Skywalker. 
Okay, so this is who, this is the playing field now. Now we're going to see how they all connect. Let's put the pieces together and see how this puzzle is going to play out. So let's start here. What I want to start with is the path, because I think this is kind of going to be a, a big jumping off point and an important piece in two of the shows. So the path, I actually believe, isn't working on its own. I think the path is a shoot off from Saw and the Partisans. I think this connection already exists. I think the path is part of the Partisans. Easy as that. I don't think there's there's going to be any problem uh, explaining that. I think it'll be easy when we see it. Okay. Now, the path obviously is connected to Quinlan. Okay. And I've also heard theories going around, um, and we've talked about many times that I think Quinlan is the one that actually went in and grabbed Grogu. Okay. So we're connected there. I think we're connected there. Now, also, I believe coming back to the path, Grogu was also in this path. I believe the Bad Batch and Omega were also helping here. And we're going to see this in Bad Batch season two with the path. I think this Quinlan, Grogu, Omega, Bad Batch path connection will all come out in Bad Batch season two. Could I be wrong? Sure. Am I probably wrong? Sure. Would it be cool if I was right? Fuck yeah. All right. So that's where I'm thinking we're going with the path. Now, I think that's all starting in Bad Batch, but I think we're also going to deal with the path in Andor, okay? We already know we're dealing with Saul and the Partisans in Andor. Why not create the path and make some kind of uh, issue there where they're either trying to help Force-sensitives, um, the path is being destroyed, something like that. It's going to cause a, a, a rift somewhere. Actually, that's kind of important here. There's a point, if you guys know, where Saul and Mon Mothma have a breakup, basically, in their ideology, okay? So let me let me split off for a second. We know Bale is going to be part of the rebellion. We know Mon Mothma is going to lead the rebellion. We know Leia eventually will be a huge part of the rebellion. These three are going to connect, okay, in Andor, I believe. We'll see a little bit older Leia. We know Bale will end up being it. We know Mon Mothma will be up in it. I think the rift is going to come from the destruction of the path, and Saw and Mon Mothma will have an issue here. I think this is where their, their main breakup will be, and it could be in that first season for all we know, right? So I think that's going to be a cool, cool connection here to kind of tie it all in. I also think we're going to get to see Hera in Andor because I think she'll be connected much the same to Mon Mothma here. I think they'll they will have a connection. Hera is leading a, a important rebel, a, a important and successful rebel cell throughout Rebels. There's no reason she won't, and they've met Mon Mothma and saved Mon Mothma. She will be connected there. And we've seen Hera also, obviously, was name dropped, ship shown, Chopper was in Rogue One. There's already the connections here. All right. So we're pretty set there. Everybody feeling good about this? Things jiving? All right. This is when it starts getting crazy. So I also think the cloning stuff is going to be a big deal throughout. And everybody's like, oh, no, why are we always dealing with clones? Stop it. Clones have been around since day F and one. Okay. Once Obi-Wan Kenobi said, uh, or since Leia said, you served my father in the Clone Wars, and Ben talked about it, that's it. Clones are Star Wars. We're dealing with it. They're, they've been around. There were millions of them. We're, we're, we're not getting away from it. And we've seen it in the sequels. We've seen it in old uh, legend stuff with Sabaoth. Clones aren't going away. So this is going to be a big deal here. And actually where Windu is going to come from in a minute. All right. But I think it's going to start out with some of this action will end up being Boba Fett and Omega dealing with some stuff. I'm not quite sure yet but I think it's going to be early on. I think we're going to catch a little bit younger Boba over here dealing with Omega. 
Fennec already had a connection to Omega. I'm not sure we're going to see her again or if that was just a one shot. It's possible, but I don't see these two uh, connecting earlier than they did. Although there might be a reason that Boba Fett saved Fennec because he knew about her. Um, met her before. There's no reason for them not to know, right? They were bounty hunters. They probably already know everybody. So screw it. These two. Fennec will call in Boba at this point, and then they'll deal with Omega, and something about the cloning will, will come up. Remember, Camino was Boba's home for his first 10 or 12 years, right? It's not like he didn't know Camino. And Boba, we know, has feelings and is a, a very loyal person. So if that's his home and the Empire is destroying it, he might go over there and try to help early on, right, before he becomes the galaxy's greatest bounty hunter and, and what have you but i digress we're not going to deal with with that too much right now um no back to the main thing about the clones we ended bad batch out mount, mount tanis it didn't say it specifically right there but we saw the the art of of uh bad batch and it showed specifically on the art that this was mount tanis this is this is um Absolutely, positively for sure, that was Mount Tennis. So we know it's a cloning facility. We know they were taking the Kaminoans uh, there, uh, the Kaminoan doctor, I forget which one they took, but they took them there to uh, work on the cloning on purpose. We saw people out in the out uh, there in the same outfit, the same symbol as we saw Dr. Pershing, okay? So this eventually is gonna connect, I think, to Dr. Pershing, who we know connects to the cloning facility in the Mandalorian. These two obviously are not the same, but we're going to be dealing with the same type of stuff. And I, I think that's going to be a huge, hugely important piece. Okay. Now we've already connected Grogu over to Pat to the path and everything, but we don't know how he got to the past. We don't know if he was saved right away. Grogu, I think could have been taken at some point to Mount Tannis. Okay. Where they started cloning uh, tests on him. I'm trying to figure out how to, how to clone four sensitives. We know that's an issue. We know even later on in the sequels, um, and through the books and everything like that, that the emperor was trying to make clones um, to keep himself alive, right? We saw a bunch of Snoke clones trying to be cloned. We know that wasn't the first iteration of the emperor that was falling apart right there. We know that. I, I believe that Grogu was kind of the key. Um, and he's also the reason that everybody's going after, that's the reason everybody's going after him in the Mandalorian series in the beginning. And uh, Gideon's going after him because he might be the key to cloning the emperor. So I believe Grogu will be connected at Mount Tantus. Um, the Bad Batch Omega Quinlan will somehow save him from Mount Tantus, um, but the blood somehow will get to Dr. Pershing. That's where the, the, the pieces continue. And what, when they run out, they need to get Grogu back. And that's where that kind of connects. When we see the whole story go and we find out where Grogu has been, we know this is kind of part of it. That's where I'm at on that piece. Now, Moff Gideon, he's a little bit extra, right? And, uh, I'm actually really into Moff Gideon right now since I just saw the chicken man on uh, uh, Breaking Bad finally. I had never watched after so many years, but what a great actor. So I definitely want more and more of him. I dug him already. After watching that, I'm all in. I want more Moff Gideon. Let's, let's bring it. But I do think there's a point where Moff Gideon's plenty aged, right? He's like 70 years old in, in real life. So why wouldn't he be plenty aged now, right? So why wouldn't we see him? Why wouldn't it make sense to see him make an appearance in Andor? Right, if he's so important, I think he self-named Moff. I think this is all by him. He could have been Admiral. He could even have been a General back then. I believe that's all self self-named, or even I'll get into that in a second. But what it could have been, but back then he could have been an Admiral, a General, what have you, a Captain for all we know. 
but he should show up somewhere in Andor or even back as far as Bad Batch being his age in real life, he could have been a, a younger officer in Bad Batch as well, dealing with a lot of stuff there. So I think we're gonna see connections to Moff Gideon as well. Um, now the last three here, I like that they're not connected to anything. Okay, you have Mace, who's been rumored for a long time. And we've seen Samuel Jackson talking about it for a long time that he'd love to do it. We have Luke Skywalker, who we've now seen in, in two different seasons of, uh, of The Mandalorian. And it's been awesome. And then we have the name mention of Thrawn. And yes, I know I talk about it a lot because I think he's the key to everything. Number one, he's one of my favorite characters, if, if my favorite character. Um, but he's going to be the key to this. You need a big bad. Nobody else on here is going to be a big bad. There's no, you're not going to have the emperor as the big bad, although he might be pulling strings somewhere or trying to be brought back. Thrawn is your big bad, just like in the 90s when we had Heir to the Empire. That's what's going to happen. You do not have a character like that and not make him your main villain and not, and not go crazy. So here we go. If you didn't know the heir to the empire story, Grand Admiral Thrawn was the, basically the one left running the empire, okay? His goal was he found a Jedi master Sabaoth, okay? That he wanted a force sensitive to help run his, uh, his fleet because the emperor back there in Legends was able to use the force to uh, coordinate with his, with his uh, officers on the Star Destroyers and, and make the, uh, the battles seamless, okay? Um, battle meditation type of stuff, okay? And then they brought up back, back then, they even said to the point, trying to think of the words, but um, they were even a little upset talking about it, like, oh no, we could run our own Star Destroyers. It wasn't the emperor, but Thrawn would bring up how oh, did you not notice at the Death Star how everything started falling apart at the Emperor's death? And that's when we lost the battle and, you know, going through that. So that's kind of Thrawn's deal is he's trying to get another Jedi Master, but there aren't any Jedi Masters around right now. So his option would be, since we're already attempting to clone stuff, clone Mace Windu. Easy enough. We cut off his hand back in episode three, right? So it'd be easy enough to get some DNA off Mace if somebody picked up that, uh, that arm. Back then, there was plenty of cloning going on. The emperor knew that. Why not grab it? If he's already kind of thinking about the future and you know the emperor is always thinking ahead, why not do that easy explanation how he would have Mace take the place of Sabaoth, okay? Sabaoth was a, a uh, at this point, they called him Dark Jedi. They weren't even using the word Sith, right? A, a Dark Jedi, um, but he was dark because he was a clone. And when you clone a Force sensitive, they go a little crazy, insane. And that's what we're going to get here is a crazier Mace Windu, but that's gonna be the, the lead in, okay? Um, they also, back then, it was also, he was trying, he used the ploy of getting Leia's unborn twins um, to Sabaoth. That's how he got Sabaoth to work for him. He said, oh, I don't have you just one Jedi. I have you Luke Skywalker, I have you Leia Organa, and I have these two unborn twins that you can do with as you like. So we don't have any, unborn twins at this point, but what we do have are two kids, two very Force-sensitive kids. You have Grogu, and also, I should have wrote on here, Ben Skywalker, okay? So I think there will be a point here where Thrawn entices Mace Windu to come join him to help with the promise of giving him uh, Jedi younglings to train up as his own, to uh, mold into his own vision and, and make as he wishes. Um, he will bring in, he will offer up Grogu at the very least, maybe possibly Ben Solo as well. I wouldn't be shocked to see that happen. So I think that's what's going to happen there. You've heard me talk about that many times, but I think these guys are the key to, to a lot of the end of things. Thrawn, 
to Mace. Mace will go after Luke in order to get to Grogu. Okay, so we have connections all over. If we're able to, if, if they're if they're listening, Disney, I'm sure you've been listening for a long time. Okay, we can show Grogu right now. Show his past. We have the opportunity right now to go right back to Order 66, at least near it, and get this story done and get it get it fleshed out with Grogu. Don't even do it in live action. You can do it in animation. That would actually draw people to the animation, right? But as you see, just about everybody here connects. I haven't talked about Sabine. Sabine's kind of a wild card here um, because also in the Heir to the Empire, we had Talon Card's um, group of, of smugglers and scoundrels type of thing, right? He was an outlaw and he had his group, and but the, he was also helping Han and Lando and doing things. He had connections with them. I don't think we're going to have a Talon Card-like character, but I do think the help that they get will be from Sabine and the Mandalorians. I think that's um, kind of how that's going to play, Sabine or the Mandalorians. That's where that's going to play out, kind of taking a place in there where they kind of build their army to fight the Empire. They're going to need the Mandalorians because at this point, this many years after, we're pretty close to demilitarizing um, the New Republic. So that's Mon Mothma's doing. I'm sure that's going to be talked about in Andor. If we ever get this done, we're going to demilitarize and yada, 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 yada. Something's going to happen there, and uh, we're going to need the Mandos to come in and help out. All right, so I almost forgot about her, but cool. So to recap, I think we're going to the next show we see is Andor. I think we're going to see a whole bunch of connections. We could see Gideon show up. Actually, there's no reason to not see uh, Thrawn show up right here. We know he's in a prime in his prime as a, a Grand Admiral in Rebels at this point. Why would he not show up at least near the end of Andor to introduce him? For Ahsoka, because again, showing him in Ahsoka is one thing. Showing he had a presence and power, and even hell, show him talking to Palpatine in Andor and having a discussion there. That changes the whole world for the again. The general audience doesn't know how important Thrawn is. Show him in there. Introduce him here. Introduce him with Gideon. And there's a reason I like that too. I don't know if you've I've, I've had this for a while too. If you if you've heard on the show, Gideon's super smart right? Gideon, uh, the day he had them all pinned and was talking about all their pasts and all of th this and that, he seems to know a lot of stuff. That's straight out of Thrawn's book. He could be a disciple of Thrawn, one of his people that he's brought up. You know how he does, right? He, he does it in all the books. He goes through everybody. He always has a protege. What if Gideon is his new protege? And he's been doing this for a few years. We don't know anything past rebels for Thrawn, whether it's in the books or what have you right now at all. few years with, with Gideon, he, he could really tear some stuff up with, with him. So I, I think that could probably be the, the new move, Thrawn and his protege, Moff Gideon. Okay, and that's the point earlier. Moff Gideon either gave himself that name or Thrawn appointed him that because Thrawn is now running the new, the new empire. All right, so Andor with some of our baddies, Mon Mothma and Saul with their breakup, Saul and the partisans with the path, the path dealing with Omega and Quinlan Voss, possibly even Grogu. Um, Hera as part of the rebellion here, Sabine possibly as backup and taking place of Talon Card and the crew, Boba Fett dealing with the cloning stuff and meeting Omega probably when he's younger in the Bad Batch. Also, let's, let's shit, he might as well be in Andor too because we're going to need some, some bounty hunter stuff. This could be possibly where we get the Boba Fett Cad Bane showdown in Andor. I know it doesn't seem like it fits, but if Boba is chasing down the same stuff that Andor is and dealing with the same stuff, there's a lot of outlaw underground stuff going on in Andor. Um, if we deal with that and get a lot of the, the bounty hunters going, I know we got excited for that in Book of Boba Fett, so I don't want to get too 
overly excited here for Andor, but it makes sense that they would be going after some people, maybe some high, maybe Mon Mothma, maybe Bail Organa. I wouldn't go after Leia again because we've already done that. Um, but this could be happening um, and, and chasing these guys down or even get them. Um, that would be a cool, cool deal. And then Boba and Cad Bane kind of run at each other and have a showdown because they're after each other's bounty. You know, I, I think a lot of cool stuff could happen there. And I think the cloning stuff for sure. Um, Dr. Pershing is probably the, the, the least known name out of this group. And I think he's going to end up being one of the biggest parts um, of this new heir to the empire piece. And I also think he's going to suffer a horrible death at the hands of somebody um, on the Imperial side, because he's going to end up not wanting to do what they want to do. Um, quick guess there on a theory crap. So if that comes true later, high five. Yay. All right. So I miss anything. Tell me now or forever hold your peace. Oh yeah. It's recorded. So you can't say shit. All right. So tell me in the comments, what do you think? Does that make sense? Does this whole uh, land map of madness here uh, make sense on how it can all connect or how it should connect? Or am I just out of my damn mind? Am I going to upset myself and disappoint myself all over again like we always do? I feel like I have everything usually mapped out and then Disney comes up and says, nope, here's my story instead. And then damn, this whole map was for nothing. So let me know what you think in the comments and uh, tell you what, check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time on the Sarlacc Digest podcast on YouTube. Um, make sure to join us, get in the chat, make a, make yourself known in there, be part of the show. We'd like to discuss it and then talk about uh, this episode here and tell me what you like, what you didn't like and tell you what, welcome back to Hoth Topic. I'm glad to be here. Look out for the next episode. Later. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn. You are listening to the Sarlacc Digest. What a fascinating play on words.